Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Grunge Spiro, the New Jersey-based spearfishing podcast where, just like the waters of the Northeast, we're down and dirty and ready to kill you with all things spearfishing. And now, your host, Big Tom. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Big Tom, and I'd like to thank and welcome you to the first ever episode of The Grunge Spiro Podcast. Just a little bit about myself. I'm a local rock star and designer, and I love long walks on the beach and bunny rabbits, and I have to stop quoting my Tinder profile because it hasn't been productive for me, hence why I have the time to do a podcast. Anyway, what matters the most is I've been spearfishing off the shores of New Jersey, primarily central New Jersey, for about 10 to 12 years now. And in all my time being involved with the sport, I've seen some great content out there. You know, Florida, Hawaii, New Zealand, Australia, places that have, you know, this amazing clarity. It's great. It teaches you. There's great personalities. But there's no representation for this area. There's nobody online, aside from a few local legends, that are hopping in four to five feet of visibility and grabbing fish. Which leads us into why I want to start this podcast. You know, I want to hear from you. I want to get people on here. I want stories. I want to know what it's like to get in these waters that are typically less than ideal and to come out with great fish and great experiences. I want to get down and dirty and ready to kill you with all things spearfishing. And to start this whole train of rolling, I thought I'd jump in and tell you how I got into the sport. Well, a long time ago, on a beach far, far away, and despite being two miles from my house, when you're a starving college kid, anytime you have to fill up your gas tank, shit's far away. Anyway, it was early to mid-July, and a buddy and I were going down to Deal to do some fluke fishing, you know, rod and reel. And before you get on my case about spot burning, don't be one of those. Just to help the uninitiated, and just to give you insight on Central Jersey beaches, there is pre-Hurricane Sandy and post-Hurricane Sandy. Pre-beach replenishment and post-beach replenishment. If memory holds true, these jetties were designed back in the 40s to gather sand on the south side of the jetty and water on the north. And they did exactly that. But after Sandy, and locals know, so I'm not going to get political, but the government came in and said, we're going to just pump the beaches with tons of sand, thus removing and covering a lot of these jetties. All those years ago, Deal used to have some great jetties. I mean, 100 to 150 yards out, great rock splays. There was T-jetties that created these beautiful coves that were great for swimming and even better for fluking. I mean, the way these jetties were set up, they just created the perfect environments and the life that you would see, it was absurd. Anyway, my buddy and I, we'll call him McNugget, and he knows why, we're down in Deal, we're throwing, you know, at the time some gulp, nothing's happening, it's just whatever. Nobody's catching anything. Typical day fishing. Well... McNugget looks down and he says, Tom, put on my glasses. And he gives me his kick-ass polarized ones. And I'm like, holy shit, I was able to see everything. How have I been at this time fishing here for 20 years and swimming, sir, all this shit, and never looked down? I mean, wow. It was like freaking the Caribbean. 
And he he actually just came from the Caribbean. He said, you know, we should go buy some freaking snorkels and hop in. So that's exactly what we did. I head down to Kmart, get my U.S. divers pack. You know, it was like $29.99 back before inflation. And, you know, bright freaking blue and pink. It was insane. And we hopped in. And the first day, the first day we ever hopped in that water, we were stunned. There were all these little fish, these snappers, they're baby bluefish, and they surrounded you. And it was like being in a rainbow. I mean, shit, I want Skittles now, but I'm speechless. I don't think people understand that looking at a fish out of the water versus in the water is a different thing. I hate to say it, these garbage fish that most people don't eat and wouldn't look twice at, were some of the most beautiful things I've seen. It was truly amazing. We had to have had 30 or 40 feet of visibility. It was great. So we go back to my buddy's house and we start telling his father about how awesome of a time we had. And he's just like, hold my beer. He goes up in the attic and he brings down his spear gun from the 70s. Our minds are freaking blown. And he's telling us all about it. And we're like, you could shoot these things? Come on, Ishmael, let's go. Let's catch that whale, man. And uh, all our years, all of these years on the water, surfing, kayaking, fishing, we never knew you can hop in and hunt. It didn't phase us, but we were hooked. So over the course of the next few days, we were looking at, dive shops and like what's open where can we go and we just we were so blind to all of it and we're like we got to get me a pole spear we had the gun we need something else we found some po dunk place in the middle of the pine barrens the freaking jersey devil's out here ready to bite your head off and we're looking at freaking spear guns like what the f so anyway i pick up Nice little, like, four-foot, you know, little red fiberglass pole spear with the paralyzer. Oh, you got to have the paralyzer. The paralyzer is the way to go, of course, you know. Spikes, let's go. So we had our pole spear, our gun, our cheap little foam dye float, you know, that one everybody has. You know, no wetsuits or any of that crap. Just the bare minimum to get us in the water, you know. Don't forget that U.S. divers snorkel fin combo for $29.95, starving college student. Anyway, we get down to the water, and I'm going to tell you, I don't think my heart has been broken that bad since Jacqueline Smith in the third grade. We jumped in, and you could not see two feet in front of your face. It was horrible. I was damn near crying. It was, our hearts sank, like, oh my God, was that a one-off thing? And it was only two days ago or so that we were there, you know. 40 feet of is to this garbage? At least to say it was painful. But the next few days, we kept going back. We played this little game. You know, you'd hop in and go to the tip and check the visibility. You know, so if McNugget went in day one, he'd go swim in no matter what, come back in. Day two, I'd go in, swim out. And, you know, of course, we're scared of sharks and the boogeyman in the water, all that stuff. Finally, one day it paid off. And we hopped in. And we didn't see a damn thing. We didn't know about 
how to look for the edging of fluke and the eyes or where the bass are. It, it just, we were so new to the idea. It was different, but it started something. I was lucky that my first experience was that amazing. You know, hopping in and having 40 feet of visibility and seeing what the ocean was like from under the surface. Not everybody has that in New Jersey or the Northeastern United States. The water's typically trash, dirty, disgusting, grungy. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Big Tom, and I'd like to thank you again for coming out and listening to the first episode of the Grunge Spiro Podcast. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Grunge Spiro. You can find us on the internet on all social platforms at the Grunge Spiro, wherever you get your podcasts.